Generation S, a podcast about growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s. And you know what? It's four people who grew up in the 90s and early 2000s. I don't know if I ever say that, but it's true because this podcast is for you. And in fact, I'll say this. If some of the toys that we're going to read off on a list today you had from your childhood and gave up and potentially cost yourself thousands of dollars, this podcast is for you. I'm Dan Kemp, and today joined by Generation S first ballot Hall of Famer, none other than Lou Carnivale. It's funny, as we're recording this, I am in our recording studio, which is the guest room, and I could see my wife's My Little Ponies and Care Bears and Rainbow Bright all staring at me yeah. that she just picked up from an estate sale. It's, it's, it's a great feeling when you go out to get something you collect, and you, not only do you find it, but you find it and the person doesn't know what they have. Like, how much of that five bucks? I'll take all of them. Thank you very much. Yeah. Does that, ha- I, I feel like that doesn't happen as much these days because people are getting wise. Like, I'll look on like the Facebook marketplace where usually you used to be able to get pretty cheap stuff. And now people are like, no, I know this is worth like they're, they're, they're like overcharging. All some depends. Stuff um, collectible stores. Yeah. You got to find, in my experience with the collectible stores, upstate New York, downstate New York, Metro New York, New York City, you got to find what the niche is. So if you go, like, I've okay. gone to collectible stores. And maybe I've mentioned this before. Got one of the collectible stores I've gone to in Long Island. Guy's all about Star Trek and Star Wars. That's his main thing. He had um, Turbo Megazord from Power Rangers, but they were individual cars. He didn't okay. know what he had. So that together, it's probably about 50, 60, 70 bucks. Like, how much for the cars? Yeah. Ah, geez, I don't know what Transformers they are. Five bucks a piece. Great, I'll take them for 20 bucks. He didn't oh, know what he had. Go. Okay. But he gets something Star yeah. Wars or Star Trek, he's going to know exactly what it is. Um, I went to an estate yep. sale, and that's a, that's where you're really going to get this stuff. Is it's for the most part not trying to be Debbie Downer. It, it's you know older folks that are moving out or ha- have unfortunately passed away, and they're just take the boxes here. Here you go, and it's up to the people that are running the estate sales to price it properly. And sometimes they don't know what to even look up. Sometimes, yeah, I would say eight out of ten times I'm getting it lower than I should be. There are a few exceptions. I'm like, it's not, it's not that much money, but it all depends on where you go. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, that's a that's a pretty good segue then. So this week we are last week we talked all about action figures, which for you and I was like a bulk of our childhood when it comes to just toys we got as kids and played with like that was that was what we did. Right. And so this week I thought it'd be fun. I was I was debating on on doing this last week, but I feel like we had such a good conversation going that it really wouldn't have made sense to do a big segue into an entirely another, you know, different long conversation. Mm -hmm. I thought this was worth its own episode. So I found an article that was posted. Granted, it was 
posted back in 2021 on the website 137pm.com by a guy named Eric Gonzalez. So I just want you to know this is not my list. I did, I found it and I thought, oh, I'd love to talk about these, but I did not curate this list. So I'm not taking credit for mm. it. Eric Gonzalez gets all the credit in the world. Thank you, Eric. But I, it was 25. Yes, thank you, Eric. It was 25 of the most valuable toys from the 1990s. So I, I'm going to kind of go through them all and we may talk a lot about them. We may talk just a little bit if we didn't have them, whatever. I just want to kind of see where this leads us. You know, it's the last podcast before Christmas, uh, and it's all about toys. I wish so. we had a uh, sound button we could hit crickets. Like it's this, it's a toy named X Y Z. The hell is that? Listen, don't give me. <laughs> I was going to say I could add in cricket sounds, but if there's too many of those, man, I'll be I'd be here forever adding yep. those in in post production. Um, all right, well then let's get started here. The first one should not be a mystery to either of us. We know the line. We're, it's coming from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, I'm going to tell you the toy. We're going to talk about the toy, and then at the end, I'll tell you how much it sold for back. You know when it was sold. Oh, when it was or not not. not, not no, no. But like, I'll tell you how much it went for back in the day. I'll tell you how much one of them sold for recently. Oh, okay, that's what I was going to ask for. So the actual, the yeah. actual retail price is or was this, yes. and then it and then, sold on yep. eBay for this amount. Exactly. Cool. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. So coming from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at number twenty five. This is from 1995. This was the Warrior Chrome Dome. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember Chrome? Dome? I do remember Chrome Dome. Yes. He looked kind of like Shredder, but like a robot. I always mixed him up with Shredder because he looked, and I think that was the point. It was he's supposed to be like a giant robotic version of Shredder. Yep. But uh, it's not just any old Chrome Dome. You could have a Chrome Dome that's worth maybe ten bucks, right? This is a very special version that had a gold coin accessory. Okay. Okay. It has, it's it's like literally if you look at it, and I'm looking at the picture of it. It's it's like a, a gold, just like a collectible coin yep. in the package. I see it. Okay. Originally this, yep. Originally this retailed for three ninety nine. Okay. This sold in 2021 for $660 in the package. Nice. Nice. What so, so was it a yep. mail away or was it just a, a just a rare figure that wasn't really produced that well? Uh, to, you know, I don't know. I think it's just it's a rare like variant. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing I don't see anything here. Now, I again, I'm going through the list. I didn't it doesn't say anything about it being a mail away, so I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Cuz it looks to just be it's in the blister packaging. It's designed to be hung on a store shelf. Like I think this was just a variant that was not as common. Yep. So that's what like, I see. And that happened a lot back in the day. You yep. know what I mean? It was it was um, you know, you're not looking at the same list as I am, are you? No, I'm looking at the actual figure itself. Oh. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I don't want to. I want you. No, no. I have not. I have not looked at the list. It's just as you tell me, I I bring it up. Um, It's funny if we get to a certain type of toy. I had a variant from back in the day. I didn't know it was a variant until about two years ago, and I'm like, "Ooh, interesting." Oh, but it was open and played with. Ah, well, and it's funny because you mentioned that uh, apparently the uh, loose versions of this figure with scarcity sell for over $400 a piece as long as you have all the accessories. So even loose, this one still wow. fetches a pretty penny if you're okay. listening to this and you have one. So I don't have I this. I think it's the gold coin that really does it. And it's 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 also like blue. I remember him being silver. This is like a blue color mm-hmm. with like yellow eyes. So I don't, but I don't remember that being the main color for that figure. Anyway, um, all right, number 24, continuing with Ninja Turtles here. I feel like there's a few of these on here. Okay. Uh, from 1994, the action figure, his name was Shogun Shote. Does that ring a bell to you at all? I mean, Shogun. Shogun Shote. He looks like a, like a, basically like a, a Ninja Master dinosaur. Let me see here. I, or I don't know what a Shote is. A Shote type of lizard, maybe? I don't hey. know. Okay, I see him. Yeah. Uh, no, I yep. have okay. no idea who that is. 
So I don't either. I never owned him. But I will say that this figure, uh, it retailed for $3.99, once again, just like the old Chrome Dome there. However, because this one is so scarce, there are no recent, according, as per this article in 2021, there were no recent sealed, um, you know, uh, issues of this figure sold. They were loose mm-hmm. only, unsealed. It went for $748. Loose. Loose. Holy so if you have geez. the Shogun Shote action figure loose with his action with his three accessories, this one also apparently had the trading card cut out from the packaging. So maybe that's why it went for seven hundred and forty eight. Maybe. Uh, but either way, uh, sitting pretty. If you got something, there. he has like a you big may, battle may, axe in the little, photo I see. It's got a you got battle axe. It's got a couple of swords. Yeah. All right. Pretty cool. Actually, pretty cool looking. To be honest with you, it reminds me of almost like something you would have seen on like street. Sharks, oh, I see him. Yeah, I know? see the um, I see the box art. Shogun Ninja. Yep. Yeah, I've never Shogun I've never Ninja seen him before. I remember they had the Shogun series that had come out like but but I think by then honestly if 94 I wasn't collecting turtle toys as much because I was into Power Rangers at that yep. point but um anyway, either way, pretty cool and figure. Yeah, it is. All right, next one up on the list. Oh, sorry, did you have to know? No, no. I, I just I was same thing. 94 okay. I wasn't into Power Rangers. I mean, I was into Power right. Rangers, not TMNT anymore. Well, the next uh, handful of toys on this list you're going to love. I'll just I'll say that. Get out of here, okay? really? Let's see this what we got. Like, it's, it's for for real. Yeah. 23. All right. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, okay? Okay. From 1995, we have Serpentera. Yeah, that's expensive. That's expensive. Yep. yep. Now I unfortunately I do not have the initial selling price for that. I got to imagine I cuz I actually bought some of the Zords back when this would have come out. I think I probably paid 40 or 50 bucks. So I'm going to imagine it was probably somewhere around there. It was probably a little guess. bit more cuz he was a he was bigger cuz he's bigger. So I would say okay. if your Megazord was going for 50 bucks, Separate Terror is probably 70. Okay. That was yeah cuz it was. It was huge and it turned into attack mode where you could actually stand it up apparently. Yeah. So that was like yeah, that was Lord Zed's Zord, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Um anyway, so uh let's see top selling price and again, I don't know when it was sold at this price, but $1200. That has to be in the box. Yeah, yeah. No, it looks like it is yeah, in the box. That's... So in the box. Yeah. $1200. I could see that. Did you ever have a Serpentera? I did by not, the way? but our friend Dan Vorbeck, who's been on a couple episodes with us, has a Serpentera, not sealed, but he has one. Not sealed. Yeah. And he got okay. it off eBay. It's still, I was going to say, it still might be worth something, but if he got it off eBay not too long ago, then. Mm, I mean, at this point, not, I would I say know. 10 years ago. Okay. So maybe. I mean, especially with Money Morphin, really kind of, you know, for 30 years later. Yeah. It's, it, that's that magic number, man. 30 years mm-hmm. and things are popular and valuable again. All right. Number 22 on the list here from 1993, WWF. Mm-hmm. Okay. The King of the Ring wrestling ring, yellow variant. Uh, yeah. Not surprised by that. Never seen it before. I had that ring, the blue version of it, but I didn't have the yellow one. The blue one, everyone had the blue one. I feel yeah. like that was before the Attitude Era. The blue wrestling ring was like what you had as a kid. Um, so the yellow variant uh, originally sold for $13 mm-hmm. when it was released in 1993. At auction, it went for $1,325. Jeez. To Zack Ryder. $1,325. Probably Zack Ryder. Zach Ryder. Yes. Uh, but anyway, it looks to be in the box as well. So I think, I think that probably made a difference as mm-hmm. well. Um, okay, here we go. Number 21 from 1994. Once again, the WWF one, two, three kid action figure. Green card. Uh, green card. Say, so you know my stuff. Is that a variant? No, it was, yeah. those were, 
the last of the Hasbros, and they were not really wi- widely released. Got it. Okay, so they didn't make as many or they didn't sell as... Yeah, so, okay. So, uh, back in the day, it sold for, at retail, $7, $6.99 mm-hmm. in 1994. Uh, this particular one uh, went sealed and sold for $1,550. You know, I want to take back now, my statement. They're not sold to Zack Ryder, because Zack Ryder opens his <laughs> wrestling figures, so it's probably sold to right. uh, Kurt Hawkins, who opens them. Does not open them. See, there you go. He does not. Does not open. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, he seals them. Um, now, apparently, uh, One Two Three Kid was worth about six hundred dollars back a couple of years ago, um, but due to heavy demand among collectors, the value has skyrocketed. Um, with apparently, you can get this. The, this particular figure sold loose is still valued at over four hundred dollars. Sometimes it's a very hard figure. And fun fact: it's the mold that. And it's also a very rare mold that they used for the Hasbro figures. Um, He's got like, he looks like he's kind of like flexing his muscles. There's only three figures that have that uh, design or that mold. The first was Rick Rue, which is actually, I think, one of the original Hasbro series that was made. The other one, other than one, two, three kid and rude was Ric Flair. So they used Rue because Rude was, even though he was ripped, he was skinny. So, yes, it makes sense. Same thing. I mean, Flair was sort of. Yeah, compared to other guys. So. While we're on the topic of Hasbro's, that was is the um, variant that I have is a Shawn Michaels variant. Didn't know it as a kid. So when he became the heartbreak kid, they made him in his traditional white and white and red tights. I got a variant. I didn't know it at the time. Didn't know it to like a couple years ago. There's a variant that I have, and he's in black and silver, and apparently that's worth like fifty, sixty dollars loose compared to the normal like 20 bucks that most hasbros are uh that are loose but mine was played with so it's probably worth 20 bucks right yeah well fair enough okay um all right number 20 in the list sticking with wwf we have our first mail away figure i guess okay yeah it's the undertaker in the in the the coat or it's the red hulk hogan it it is a red hulk hogan with a red tank top and red pants red tights Um, so who made, did, did Hasbro make this yeah, Hasbro, or is this just, a- Hasbro made these and it was okay. exactly what it's, you, you said. It was just a mail away and a lot of people didn't do it. And if you did it, you, you open it right away. It didn't come on a card. It came in a, just a clear package, I believe. Yep. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. A clear plastic bag. So do you know how much that go went for recently when it was sold? <sighs> Probably I would say 1800. You're very close. Seventeen hundred and twenty-five dollars. One thousand seven hundred and twenty-five. I know my Hasbro. Good man. That's when I walk you into collectible was- stores and I walk right past them. My wife goes, "You're not even looking at them." I go, "Nope," because this guy knows the prices, and if he knows the prices, I ain't paying yeah. for them. He is, yeah, you know, he knows what they're worth. Yep. All right, number nineteen on the list. Uh, something I don't think you really ever played with as a kid. Mm. So you know, you may not have much insight here. But uh, this is a Lego set, okay? Actually, from 1990, mm-hmm. it is the Lego Airport Shuttle. I I okay. had I had Legos, but I literally just had Legos. I didn't have any sets just or random. anything. Yeah, no, yeah. 
Well, this looks like a pretty basic one. I'm looking at the picture and it's like a track, like a monorail track with like a very basic looking train car shuttle, basically. So um, it, it looks like a monorail type of deal. So I I never owned this. I didn't really I didn't even like Lego back in, back then. I didn't get into Lego until I was a little bit older, actually. But anyway, there's no original sell price here. However, I can confirm per this article I'm reading that it sold at auction two years ago for um, $1,804. And if you couldn't tell, by the way, as I'm going down this list, like the values are going higher. So yep. if we're only six into this and we're already at $1,800, just imagine how much we're going to be getting to when we get to the end. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Coming in at number 18 from a trend in the early 90s with Lego, we moved to the late 90s with another trend that lasted, I don't know, two or three years here with Furby. Oh, boy. I had a Furby and, back uh, in the day. Yeah. Oh, you did? <laughs> um. So I I will say this um shout out to all the listeners who have asked me to do an episode on Furby I I don't know if I could do a full podcast episode all about Furby maybe well, they one can get with a, like just how about late a segment 90s toys but they can get a segment well and they get that's what I'm saying this is the, this is your Furby segment so so yes. you know <laughs> it is our time to talk about Furby so you had a Furby then where did you you know how did you get I never had a Furby so tell I, me about yours. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your Furby. Uh, uh, is this the right sh- <laughs> is this the right podcast to talk about that? Uh, it was let's gray. Talk about your Furby. I it was gray, and I played it for about a week, and I go, I don't like this anymore. But when I was moving over the summer, I found one. Apparently, I had in the box still because my dad was very keen on anything that was trendy, keeping the box. So hopefully, this is the one that you're about to tell me. Uh, the one that I have in the box is a KB exclusive, and she's dressed like the Statue of Liberty. Uh, unfortunately, that is not the Furby here yeah, on the list. Of course not. Um, in fact, the Furby on the list, nobody really probably did have because this was the original prototype Furby oh, baby. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, and not even any electronics in it, Lou. This was literally built for R&D purposes for Hasbro to then make future Furbies. Like, that was literally all it was for. It was the design prototype. So, I mean, any, and we've, you know, you've seen before, like, prototypes of action figures and things like that. Those things go for big bucks. So, I almost feel like it's cheating that this is on this list, and I didn't make this list. Again, I want to reiterate. Kind of um, is. Because this is not like a toy you could have bought a, at a store. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, um, Ultra Rare recently sold at auction for $2,025. See, now, that's something... I can understand. Uh, not yeah. that I would pay $2,000 for it, but it's a one-on-one. That's it. It's the only one that exists. Or yeah. one of the very few that exist. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I feel like that's cheating. You're, you're likely not going to have that in your closet because there's a handful that were probably Unless made, you know so. some of that worked for Hasbro. Unless you know some. Yeah. My uncle works for Hasbro. You know, like the uncle that works for Nintendo that everyone has. Yes. Um. <laughs> All right, coming in at number 17, another trend that I don't think you ever got into because I don't think we've ever talked about it, but did you ever get into Pokemon? Not real. No, no. I- I've bought no. a ton of Pokemon gifts for kids and the family the last couple yes. of years, but not for myself. No. And I will say, uh, again, another topic that has been highly requested here on the show, and I promise you, dear listener, uh, it's coming. I'm absolutely doing an episode just on Pokemon because it is big enough. It's huge. I mean, even to this day, it's huge. But this particular item, not even a toy, actually, but uh, something you would have maybe owned from your childhood. It was a VHS of uh, Pokemon. uh, Yeah, the Charizard movie VHS tape. Okay. Okay. I know Charizard. And, uh, this particular one, 
This particular one is graded at a level nine by IGS. I don't know who IGS is. I'm assuming they're like a a grading type of you know yeah. company or whatever that 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 like does evaluates. Anyway, uh, so this was a, a grade nine, very good quality VHS tape. Uh, I couldn't tell you what it sold for at retail, but I can tell you right now that it sold at auction for two thousand eight hundred and twenty eight dollars. Not surprising, considering what Logan Paul paid for a one-of-one Charizard uh, card. I thought it was Pikachu. I thought it was Charizard. Was it a Charizard? Maybe. How about Charizard? That wouldn't surprise me. Let me me rephrase that. Not surprising, considering what Logan Paul paid for a Pokemon one-of-one card. There you go. Yep. There it is. Okay. So there you go. Pokemon uh, VHS tape on the list there, selling for top dollar. As we move to number 16, and uh, with that, we're back to the WWF here with another Hasbro action figure. Is it a mail-away? we are talking 19... It is not a mail-away. Oh. It is the 1990 Dusty Rhodes action figure. I have Dusty, not in the package. Well, I couldn't tell you what it is loose, but I can tell you right now, originally it sold for $6.99. Now, was there a variant? The one I'm looking at here is the polka dot wearing Dusty with the with the hand straight out, you know, does the dust buster move. I'm, is that the one you have? Yeah, I think it was the only one that was made. The, the, well, do you want me to explain why it's rare before or after the price? I mean, if you know why it's rare, please, let's talk about it and then we'll talk about what it sold for. Because it was a very, very quick release. It was released, I believe, okay. to promote SummerSlam that year. And Dusty left, I believe, right after that. And the rumor gotcha. and innuendo is that Vince was really pissed that Dusty left. And then they pulled him off the shelf hmm. really quick. So it was oh, released so hard to get a hold of. It was released very, very quick. Yep. All right. Well, in 2009, it looks like uh, it uh, sold at auction sealed for three thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I have two Hasbro's in the package, and I'm hoping to hear one of them. That'd be great. Probably we'll not. see. Hold on. We're moving on to number 15. We are still in the WWF realm here with number 15, and it is the other mail-away action figure you alluded to, the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see here. So, I mean, I don't know if there's variants here. This one in the picture is uh, black coat with the gray gloves and Correct. gray um, boot covers. Yep. Okay. So did you have this one, by the way? No, I had. I did have the original Undertaker, and that is one of the two Hasbros I have in the box. Not this one, because if I did, it'd be nice to put a down payment on a car for, well, for an action figure. Well, you wouldn't have had it in the box. Obviously, you would have had it in a sealed in a plastic bag. bag but yep. if, if you had it in a sealed plastic bag, there's a chance you could have sold it for $5,100. Wow. I've seen it's it loose. crazy, man. I've seen it loose. Yeah. Ironically, I've seen yep. it loose at a collectible store, and the guy, uh, he knows his prices now, but back in the day, he didn't. I got a Jimmy Snuka uh, sealed. Box was probably on a scale of one to ten, I would say a five for the card, so to speak. I got it for 50 bucks, and it was okay. the first time. I'm like, if I just can just get my hands on one Hasbro figure that's not a jobber for a decent price, I'd be happy. So the in my adult collecting, Jimmy Snuka on card was my first uh hasbro purchase and then i did get a french version of the undertaker hasbro on card oh, yeah i remember you showed me that i remember that yeah yeah yeah. i got it for right before covid for like 70 75 ish dollars with shipping i go fine done because i don't see you go to a collectible store now and you see a hasbro that's not you know the head shrinkers it they're gonna be over 80 dollars yeah they're gonna they're gonna fetch a pretty penny so mm-hmm. there it is 
All right. Uh, we move from the world of action figures into the world of video games with number 14 on the list here, and that is a sealed and highly graded PlayStation 1 console. Really? So if if someone if you had a PS1 that was, you know, in great shape, this one looks to be graded at at an 85, so pretty decent. Yeah. Uh and this one sold. So back in the day, I think they sold for what? What was it? 200 bucks, 300 bucks for a PS1? I, I want to say I want to say 199 cuz I just watched a documentary okay, so about them getting screwed over by Nintendo. And their press conference okay. to announce the PlayStation, I believe, was just Sony's president coming out and going, one ninety nine. Like that was the entire. No, it was no. It was. I remember that. No, no. It was the Sega Saturn, and yes. they were saying three ninety nine. This was two. This was two ninety nine. Two ninety nine was okay. Yep. So it was I think it was three hundred bucks. So anyway, uh, three hundred bucks is probably what you could get a PS one for back in the day. This particular sealed box PlayStation one was sold uh, at auction for six thousand dollars. Why though? <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's it's a video game console. If, if somebody had a sealed Nintendo Entertainment System, I guarantee you're probably fetching something pretty there. It's probably on the list. Well, we haven't gotten there yet, and yep. we'll see. I do know that there are some other video games things on the list because I did peek through them, but okay. for the most part, I haven't. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Number 13 on the list, bringing us back to the world of Ninja Turtles from 1993. We have Scratch. I knew and it. I actually heard heard about this one. Yes, yeah. But it's only thirteen on the list, Lou. That's which means there's a lot more expensive toys coming. So this is the cat with the um, the the jailbird, the, like the jail outfit. Yeah, the traditional Correct. like white and black stripes. Yep. And so it was made in 1993, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't um, I don't see what it was sold for. I got to imagine probably somewhere between four and five bucks, like the rest of them that we've talked about. Yep. Uh, however, this one uh, in the you know sealed in the in the packaging was sold at auction for six thousand five hundred dollars. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Whew. Must be nice. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. It must be. All right. Uh, we're we're. Uh, almost half. Actually, this is the halfway point. So halfway through the list here, we finally come to something that I never really got into as a kid. But I'd be curious if you did because I think we talked about it last week, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, GI Joe. Did you ever talk GI Joe, or did you have a little GI bit? No, nothing significant, okay. but yeah, I had a few here and there. Okay, so here we go. We've got um, from 1997. It is a GI Joe Cobra Command Team Leopard Paint variant of Destro. I don't know who Destro is. I'm sorry. Um, he looks like he's a bad guy. Just looking at his picture. He literally is like wearing like a cool looking jacket outfit and it's got like leopard print on it. All right. I so know G.I. Joe can go this, very big for I know the money is, yeah. is there for that. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute here. So apparently this figure, by the way, was an early print that had leopard print on the collar and legs. It was painted originally as a joke. And the designer loved it. So they, they <laughs> released a few hundred and, and, and oh. a majority of them were never actually packaged for sale. Um, so 100 copies were packaged and shipped to the ac- or by accident in the United States, and a few mm-hmm. even made it to the store. So this was never meant to be sold. So this is another one of those like the Furby prototype where like you probably never were going to get this. But in case you had one, it recently sold, and by recently again in the last couple of years sold at auction for six thousand eight hundred and one dollars. Well, this you could actually there is a chance that you went out and got it though. The Furby is you had to know somebody. That's true. Yep. That's fair. All right. So at least there's there's there is a chance. Yeah. Um. Okay. At number eleven, back to video games here with a Game Boy Color console, sealed, uh, graded, yep. sealed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sealed in the package. Game Boy. Yeah. Come on. You think a regular Game Boy Color is going to go for anything 
Well, I was it's just saying, se- I meant to say sealed with like a, maybe a special game or something like that. Uh, oh, no, no. Yeah, this is no, no pack-in, it looks like. It looks like it's literally just a sealed Game Boy Color. Now, did you ever have a Game Boy? I don't did think not, we talked about that. I had a, uh, well, Same here. I had a Game Boy Advance when they came out, but not, oh, you did. not a traditional okay. Game Boy, Game Boy Color now. Okay. So, uh, I believe they retailed back in the day for like 90 bucks-ish, you know, mm-hmm. and, and in the 90s, and I think this was... God, 95 or 96, I got to imagine this probably came out. Or 99, excuse me, Game Boy Color. Oh, wow. Um, is when Game Boy, yeah, I believe it was 99. Anyway, uh, recently sold uh, at auction for $8,999.99. Wow. So $9,000 for a sealed Game Boy Color, in case you have one in your closet somewhere. This check. is the Kiwi Color variant, by the way, if that makes a difference. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> all right number 10 on the list here and we we're just cruising through with video games we're sticking with nintendo once again this time the nintendo 64's goldeneye 007 really hmm i i, I do sealed. have a I, sealed and graded i do have a game in mind that's a super nintendo game that i think is going to be on okay. the list well let's find out uh before we get there let's talk goldeneye remember this one probably sold back in the day for somewhere between 50 and 60 bucks because that's how much new nintendo 64 games went for yep. and i love this game unfortunately you were not on the nintendo 64 episode i did and i know you're pretty pissed about that so i'm sorry it's okay but um <laughs> we'll get you back on for n64 because <laughs> um because you played goldeneye right i did yeah i played goldeneye yeah. for sure and i played on the you know, xbox one too Oh, that's right, because they, they had re-released it. Yes, that's they did. right. I remember that. You know what's really fun is I so I have it on my Nintendo Switch because it came out with the Nintendo 64 library, mm-hmm. and I played it with my brother-in-law and then a family friend, and they had never played before. So for the first time in my life, I was the best person playing a game of Goldeneye. There you and go. that's never happened before. I always got my ass kicked at old Goldeneye, so I felt really good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so this game... Went uh, graded at a, at a, a grade ninety, sealed in the package for nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. That's ten thousand dollars for a, for a sealed copy of Goldeneye. And just think, this may have been a gift somebody got, put it like in a closet, and just forgot about it for years, or packed it away with their Christmas decorations by accident. Yeah, I mean, you you never know. That's you're exactly right. Yeah. So, all right, we got the next few are video spoiler alert. The next few are going to be video game related. Just going to tell you straight up. Uh, at number nine, 1998 Grand Theft Auto for the PlayStation One. That's Grand Theft Auto One, by the way. Yeah, just Grand the Theft Auto One. No number. Just Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, with the old font. Now, did you ever play the old Grand Theft Auto games like pre three D? Nope, never did. First one, just like probably ninety five percent of the people in the world, it was GTA Three. GTA 3. Exactly. Love GTA 3, by the way. Hard oh, yeah. game for yeah. me. I mean, I, I can never beat it. But um, anyway, so this was the early top down. Like, literally, the whole goal was to steal cars, and that was basically it. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Sealed, uh, graded at a 9.6, A plus, whatever they use to do to grade it. That's what they've got listed here. Yep. Sold at auction for $10,100. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I could actually see that. I could now. Why, why? Why could you see that? Because how much GTA Three changed the world? I, th- there are a few video games that have changed the world. Mario, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Pong and Atari changed the world. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Brothers changed the world, and Grand Theft Auto changed the world. Legitimately, I say changed Gold. the world. The way that's fair. The way 
video games were made, produced, marketed, played by, sold, pricing, reviewed, everything changed with GTA 3. So having the not-so-popular first version of it in your possession, I could see that. I could see that more than a sealed PlayStation system. Yeah, that's that's fair. All right. Well, and that's why it's higher on the list. So there you go. Yep. All right. Number eight on the list. We are now talking Super Nintendo. Okay. This might be it. Do you want to guess the game? You know, the thing is, just tell you what the is. thing is, oh my God, what the hell was the name of the game? Okay. That's not, I can't remember. I can't remember. Well. I know it's an RPG game. You're, the, you're talking about Earthbound? Yes. Yeah. That's not on the list. I'll At say. all? <laughs> not at all really yeah. i don't know if it's, yep, it's on, on the list. list okay i mean i know it's a rare thing so it very well could go for big bucks but it just didn't happen to make this yeah. particular top 25 list uh no we're talking super mario world okay the the most common game for the super nintendo because it was a pack-in uh sealed graded at a 9.6 a double plus so this game would have retailed back in the day if you didn't have it with your Super Nintendo for, I don't know, 60 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, question for you, because you had a Super Nintendo. Did you have the one that came with Super Mario World? I did, yes. Did it come in a box or no, because it was packed in with the system? <sighs> well, unless you want me to go downstairs and get my Hi8 VHS player. There's something old, <laughs> okay. kids, a Hi8. Um, look it up. I don't remember. I'm going to say I don't think it came with the the actual cartridge uh, excuse me with the actual box i think the cartridge was probably in clear plastic and uh just in the box with the super nintendo i don't think it came you know literally yeah. sh- i don't think it came in this the same way like you would go to the store and buy it later on well so i'm looking at the box here and this one looks to be a reissue of it because this uh, there's a big old badge on it that says player's choice million seller yes. so i'm guessing yep. it was almost like a greatest hits yep. or whatever mm-hmm. they would have done for it um so anyway it probably went for 60 bucks maybe less because if it was like a player's choice maybe they were like the discounted games at that point mm-hmm. um which is funny because you don't really see that with nintendo games these days but uh, so at a graded 9.6, so very good condition, this game sold at auction for $12,999. So this is just the game, right? This is, well, it's, it's sealed. It's sealed yeah, in the box. I meant those. But not, just the game, just not, the, not the console. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, no console. One of my favorite games of all time yeah. also. It's an amazing game. Yeah. I want to go play some Super game. Nintendo it's, while we're done tonight. Yeah, you should. Jeez. You absolutely should. Um, okay, number seven, another another uh, video game. This time we're dipping into Sega Genesis territory. <laughs> so uh, the first, uh, the first, and I think only Sega game on here actually. Uh, I had a Sega. You had a Sega, right, Lou? Towards the end of the cycle, but you yes. Got it a little later. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say a little, little later on. Uh, did you have sports games? I played some, but I, don't, I, I had NHL '94. Surprise. Okay. So this game today, or the game we're talking about now on the list, is the original FIFA International Soccer video game. Okay. This is the first FIFA with no numbers. Yep. Okay, it came out in 1993, mm-hmm. and now we're on FIFA 23. So obviously it's a friend. It's made by EA Sports. Yep. This literally is the game that started the whole FIFA franchise. So I would say, much like Grand Theft Auto, this is another game that changed the world. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is... You know, as soccer is kind of hit and miss in the States, the appeal of it worldwide is undeniable. And, you know, it's massive. Madden in the United States is the, is the sports game. Uh, 
But yes. outside of the United States, it's FIFA and, man, I may even say NHL because I don't know how many people are playing Madden football over in Switzerland. I don't think they are. In baseball, maybe. But, yeah, you're right. It's got to be probably hockey and it's going to be It's, it's going to be FIFA and it's going to be, be NHL. Yep. Maybe even yep, I would I say would maybe agree. NBA also. Yeah, that's true. Because a lot of international basketball teams. That's a good point. So yeah. maybe NBA. Actually, NBA might even might be second, as like NBA Two K. Those games. Yep. Um. So here we. Anyway, so this game again probably sold for fifty, sixty bucks back in ninety three, thirty years ago. By the way, for those keeping score, gross. Um. <laughs> sold at auction, graded at a nine point two. Looks to be sealed in the package. Uh, in mint condition for $15,100. See, now, I could. I, that's another one I could see. As crazy yep. as that sounds, because if you got some high-end sports collector, not even a video game enthusiast, so that there's two people that might be going after this game, the video game enthusiasts that wants it for their complete collection, and then just a FIFA or soccer fan, football fan, you know, yep. European football, uh, in general, might want it. So there's like two different markets that might be competing for this this item. So that yes. doesn't surprise me. And this was one of those EA games, because do you remember EA Sega games had a very unique cartridge style with a yellow side? There was an urban myth that if you took that yellow piece out and plugged it into a different game that you could swap out the games. Was that true? Do you know that? No, because I don't think you couldn't plug it into something else. It was like a piece of plastic built into it. I think it was just an aesthetic design. Maybe. Huh. But I do remember yeah, that, yes. I don't know. I remember, but it was always just EA Sports games always had that, which I thought was kind of cool, because you knew you were playing an EA game. Absolutely. It's kind of like how Coca-Cola bottles are shaped the way they are, so that if you're reaching into a cooler, you know you're pulling out a Coke product. Did you ever notice that? That's how you can tell if you're looking at like soda bottles on the shelf. Look at the shape of the bottle. All the Coca-Cola products had the same shape, and all the Pepsi bottles had the same shape. Really? I, didn't, I, I never thought of that. So you look at a Mountain Dew versus a Sprite different bottle shapes but you look at a sprite and coca-cola same bottle shape mm. and i'm talking okay. like the, the the smaller ones not like the, the the two three liters those are pretty universal it's more like the like the, 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 the single serves you know anyway um all right number six in the list still in the realm of video games here this time we're talking game boy once again we're talking pokemon blue i knew there was going to be a pokemon was- version on this eventually yes and uh again this was one of two that again started it all right like this is the this is what took off the craze in the yeah. u.s was either pokemon blue pokemon red that's it's one or the other um and if you happen to have this one you would have bought it for in 1998 you would have paid 30 dollars for it okay this one sealed in the package graded at a 9.6 49,900. whoa we jumped up we, okay we jumped a lot right there so wait, what was fifa <laughs> uh fifa sold uh for fifteen thousand. Oh, okay and next one on the list here, 49900 Ah, so we went from a Honda Civic to a Acura. Got it. In like one posting. Yes. That, okay. There it is. Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this, right. and this is one that again, maybe not sealed in the package, but people had this game. This was a common game. So if you happen to have a sealed one, check it out. Might be worth something. Yeah. Number five on the list. This is Dan Vorbeck territory we're talking here. Magic the Gathering. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is probably never, a specific you, you card. Never, you never got in it. You, you never, it is a specific card because you never got into Magic, right? No. I just know some guy between Dan and, um, you know, some guys at work that play it. So I, I know there, there are yep. some big, big cards. 
All right, well, get ready. This one is a Magic the Gathering Alpha Black Lotus card, okay? All right. Which doesn't look to be doing anything special gameplay-wise. Graded at a Mm 9.5, or excuse me, a 7.5. A 7.5. That's not... According to this, one was sold at a 7.5, okay? okay? Uh, And was sold at auction for $76,210. We're jumping... We're jumping twenty to thirty grand here. Okay, yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, yeah, it, that's... it gets better, Lou. Uh, yeah, maybe I should have bought some. Yeah. I, I bought the wrong cards. I bought sports cards that are worth yeah. jack squat. Yeah, baseball cards peaked in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they'll come back, but I doubt it. Um, okay, number four on the list. Okay, our first book on the list. All right, book. Uh, Harry. Uh, this is a book. Yeah. I mean, books are fun. Um, did you ever read the Harry Potter books? No. I uh, uh, the first yeah, one I read all, much I, of a read like I mean Yeah. Yeah, the first one I did. But not all. I mean not all. Okay. Well well, this is the first one, but it's the British version because in England now here in the US we called it Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, but in England it was called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Okay. Okay. And this was first released in nineteen ninety seven. Um, in England, and it sold for fourteen dollars. Okay, this mm-hmm. is a first edition copy, hardcover. Uh, now, uh, at auction, one was recently sold. There was only five hundred first editions released. Okay, just to kind of preface this. Mm. Uh, of the and this is some research that the author did uh, again, Eric Rodriguez. Uh, of the five hundred copies, apparently three hundred were sent into the library system, and so only two hundred were sold. Wow. And so if yeah. So if you had your if you had a copy of this, you could have sold yours at auction for eighty one thousand two hundred fifty dollars. I mean, I, I'm getting out so of things is. to even say. It's just I'm just waiting for that the, yeah. the six digits to uh, hit. We're gonna blow your mind here with the next one. Okay. You ready? What number was that? Okay, from nineteen ninety two. That was number four. Okay, so we're getting close to the end. We're here. getting close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're getting close. Uh, number three, we're back in the realm of video games here. And this one I actually had heard about on a podcast that I listened to. One of my favorite podcasts is called Remember the Game. It's a retro gaming podcast. I highly recommend it. He was actually discussing this because um, as he was recording um, episodes in 2020, this was a hot topic of discussion. So every episode he would have an update on this. This was the Nintendo PlayStation prototype. Oh, okay. I'm not surprised by this. Do you remember... Do you remember that whole discussion of yep. like them supposing to work together? Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, cause I actually, it's funny when we did our PlayStation episode, I think I, I wanted to talk about this and I had totally forgotten about it, but the Nintendo, so Nintendo and PlayStation or Nintendo and Sony were like, Hey, let's work together on a console. We're going to make a disc based console. We're going to call it the PlayStation. And Sony was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And they were already, they put up, they, they made a prototype, which we're about to, to reveal the uh, sell price for. Uh, and then Nintendo for some reason or other, they said, you know what? Nah, we're going to go ahead and go with Philips and make a CDI. Such a good choice for them, by the oh, way. Oh, it's a great system. Yeah. No, it was dog shit. Yeah. Uh, but Wait, you, didn't, also li- meant you that didn't like Sony Hotel said, Mario? <laughs> That's like one of the Mario's greatest games of all time. Hotel Mario. Close <laughs> or, the doors. That's right. Or, or uh, Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, of course, again, this could be an item that changed the world because if not for this, Sony would not have created the first PlayStation console and become, let's face it, the dominating video game franchise or you know system 
to this day. Like it's it's of the five top selling video game systems of all time, it's got four of the slots. Did you know that by the way? Say that one more time. Out of the top five video game systems consoles of all time, uh, selling wise, Sony PlayStation is four of them. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. Not surprised. Yeah. So, had it not been for Nintendo essentially dicking over Sony, might not have ever happened. Yeah. They might have just had their own thing, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, may not have even been as good for the industry because there wouldn't have been as much competition, and maybe there would have eventually, but you know, it wouldn't have been this. Yeah. So anyway. I'm looking at a picture of it. It literally looks like the love child of a Super Nintendo and a PlayStation. Like for it's it's and using it's like a, it's cool because it's a, it's yellowed. Yeah, because it's old Super Nintendo controller with a PlayStation logo on it. It's wild. Mm-hmm. So there's only one of these in the world. So you obviously would not have had this in your closet or or gotten it for Christmas. So again, it's one of those. It's on the list, but eh, should it be on the list? But it's insane. This thing sold. In March of 2020, at auction, and I actually knew this before because of the podcast that I listened mm-hmm. to, $360,000. And the urban myth is somebody dumpster dove to get it. Real, I, that I didn't know. That's the urban myth, is when it happened, somebody literally just threw it away. And somebody yeah, went in and I, got um, and then... I believe it was a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago. Somebody said they had it and they booted it up with a prototype of a game yeah. in it. And supposedly yep. it worked. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So $360,000. All right. Wow. Here we go. All right. Something's going to beat that. <laughs> We're moving through it. Well, two more things two are going to beat that. That's we got insane. two left. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number two, back to Pokemon. Okay. Wow. The base uh, the base edition English version first edition Charizard. This is that the one that Logan There's Paul that char- got? I don't know if it's specifically the one that he that he bought, but this is the holographic Charizard that kids dreamed about back in the day. This was the holy grail of Pokemon cards if you were a kid in the late 90s. Hmm. I I didn't know much. I still so don't know much about Pokemon. Yeah, this is a grade 10 by the way. This is like so it's a perfect. perfectly mint. Yeah perfect and, and i'm looking at a picture of it it's in perfect condition mm-hmm. sold at auction oh by the way packs of pokemon cards in 1999 for a whole pack which i think was 10 cards three dollars a pack mm-hmm. just to keep that in mind okay this card went at auction for three hundred ninety thousand dollars. i god bless people and i want to know what you do yep yeah all right, here we go. Okay. I, I, I talked about it. We've made it. Logan Paul set a record for his 5.25 million purchase of a rare Pikachu Illustrator card. One of 39 is given as prizes for illustration contest winners. Uh, there it is. See, I knew it was a Pikachu card. Yeah. I knew it. Yep. Because he, he wore it around his neck to WrestleMania, like in his WrestleMania yes. match. But that kind of goes with the Furby, where you couldn't purchase the card. It was a giveaway. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, yeah, anything that's not purchasable in a store is obviously going to be even more valuable. Mm-hmm. However, number one on our list was in fact purchasable in a store. All right. And it's from the 90s and 2000s. So, so it's not, is it is 19- not the missile uh, fire Boba Fett that came out by accident. It is not. I will in fact tell you the year that this item came All right, out. Let's if go. you would care to venture a guess. Let's try. It is 1996 that this was released. Was it some like crazy rare Tickle Me Elmo or something? Nope. Uh, I'll even go one further. This was a video game. And what year? Not a system. 96? 
a video game from 1996. That one goes for over 300,000. So a game in 96 for over 300,000. I, I will preface this was a sealed, it had to, this was a sealed, highly 9.8 graded. Well, that 9.8 you know, also package. makes it pretty amazing. Uh, PlayStation? Yep. Or Nintendo? Nintendo 64. Is it? Uh, it's this is a wild guess. Is it a sealed copy of Clay Fighter sixty three and the third that was a blockbuster exclusive? No, it is not. I, I, I mean, you, you hesitated for a split second. Like, oh my god, did I get it? No. Okay. No, it's not. It was a good guess, though. No, this is a game that everyone owned pretty much. If you had a Nintendo sixty four, Super Mario sixty four. Get the hell out! What? See, because it's sealed. A sealed 9.8 condition graded copy of Super Mario 64. Okay. And on July 11th of 2021, this was sold by the Heritage, excuse me, the Heritage Auction House. I remember reading this now. 600,000? 1,000,000. What? 1,560,000. Okay. Now I'm going to go in a soapbox. (laughs) What the hell? I, I mean, see, there's a couple of things I could justify. The FIFA thing I could see. I really could. I could really see the FIFA thing. A million dollars for a freaking video game. In this economy, God bless. And also, <laughs> shame on you that that's what you're spending a million dollars on. I mean. Yeah. I mean. Sh- Teach their own, I guess. I I, I shouldn't really say shame on you because I collect silly things and but a million dollars for a video game is just asinine. A video game that's quite frankly not very good in my opinion. Um, No, I don't think it's good uh, either. I I don't like I I don't okay. I don't hate Super Mario 64. Uh there are worse platformers out there, but I don't love it. I I I think it's average at best, and there have certainly been better ones since then. You, you don't even like Mario platformers, do you? Like the three no. ones, like the Mo, Ma- Mario needs to be two or two point five. That's it, D. That's yeah. No, yeah. I don't like Mario. Well, by the way, that. okay. So speak, speaking of which, I do want to recommend here. Totally off topic, but Super Mario Wonder for the Nintendo Switch is amazing, <laughs> and you need to buy it. So hmm. that's all I'm going to say. Ah, oh, that was a that was a hell of a list. We we went just again just to clarify. We went from. $660 at number 25 to the halfway point where we were looking $6,500-ish and wrapping up with a whopping $1.5 million item. Wait, $1.5? Oh. Yeah, I stand by my statement of what the hell you're thinking. <laughs> Add another half a million on there. I'm like, what the hell? You know, and here's yep. the thing. So, here's the thing that <laughs> some people and I do this. Like uh, Otani, the uh, the baseball player, just signed some. I, I couldn't even off the top of my head. The, the I think he signed like a seven hundred million dollar contract for, with the with the Dodgers or something like that. It, it's really is asinine. That takes talent to play a sport or to be yeah. an actor or something like that. This is just a video. Maybe it's Otani because you know, it's Japanese, Nintendo, you know, um, maybe, maybe it was him. I don't know. Um, but $1.5 million for a, for a video game is just, 
But then again, if I had, you know, I couldn't even say a couple million in the bank. So I had a couple million in the bank. I would take, if I had a couple million, like five million in the bank, I'm not going to take out one fifth of my savings for, for a video game. Yeah, that you're never going to play. You're not going to open it, right? Because that's the whole point. It's shelf. Like, open, it's worth like 12 bucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to literally be, it's a piece of art, and it's not even a very good looking piece of art. It's a cardboard box inside of a bigger plastic box. Maybe it's not even Mario in there. Maybe it's another game. Maybe it's We a, don't know. I mean, we'll know. never know unless unless there's some way to determine, you know, by scanning it, what's inside. We're yeah, not going to know. That's insane. Yep. So... There's your holiday season, folks. <laughs> Merry Christmas trying to pay your bills. A guy bought a Mario game for $1.5 million. That's right. Uh, I, dude, I had a lot of fun doing this. I didn't. Th- I was worried because we've never really done like a list before. I mean, I guess last week we did like an article with different toys yeah. listed on it. But like this is the first time we've gone through a ranked list that you're, neither you or I curated. Uh, and that was actually pretty cool. I like that. I like so that. shout out again. I, I if you never listen, I mean, he may never listen to this. Eric Rodriguez of 137pm.com. Uh, check out the article. I will link the article in the description of the podcast if you want to read it all for yourself and, and just, again, just have your mind blown by some of the shit people have paid money for <laughs> over the years. So, oh, man, good stuff. Well, listen, dude, uh, this is the, actually, this is the last, I, I have to, I'm going to tell our listeners, this is the last podcast we're doing for Generation S of 2023. We're taking next week off, Lou. I don't know if I told you that or not. Oh, I have off. Thank you. Week off, okay? you pay, am I getting off with yeah, pay got, or no? Uh, I mean, pay is in, you know, like money, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> don't I get sick in PTO and holiday pay? <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, oh, great. I, I, I don't know where you're going to get it from. Oh, I don't know where you're going to get it from. But oh. you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but you. I, this is. I do want to. I want to share this with you. This is a a, a one year subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. So oh, I want you to have it's that. It's a gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Thank you so much. Yep. Hey, by the way, you know, I did start watching that movie the other night and I fell asleep. So I'm going to try to finish it now. It's terrible. How could I you fall asleep? It. I started watching it at like 1030 at night. It was late uh, okay. and I was tired and we're sitting on my couch. I had, I had just gotten done like, you know, exercising. Like I was, I was conked out. So, mm. uh, but I will be watching it and finishing it because it is amazing. So, all right, man. Any, any closing thoughts on 2023 as far as, uh, the podcast or, or anything really? I, I sold a, uh, black and gold Titanus legacy edition for a hundred bucks last week and i thought i hit the jackpot so absolutely yeah yeah take that That's great yeah suck it yeah sellers i don't know uh closing the year <laughs> 2023 um on the youtube side of our stuff we are at uh pretty close to twelve thousand subscribers which is insane we're at yes. like 5.1 million views which is also insane um yeah so thank you whatever platform you're listening to us on thank you we appreciate it yes my god thank you so much whether it's on youtube or just listening here on on just your regular podcast platform to this show which you know we haven't seen a ton of growth over the last few months we saw a big spike and then it's maintained consistency but i tell you what with the amount of listeners we have like god if you guys could just hang out with us in a room and just listen to us do this like i would be overwhelmed with how many 
cool people are listening to us, you know, or wondering what the hell's wrong with you because or why both. would you want to listen to us talk? Or both, quite frankly, or both. Uh, and so th- thank you guys so much. Um, I'm really excited. we got some big plans for 2024 uh, for the podcast, for the YouTube channel. So uh, stay tuned for all that. Um, and, and hey, if you are looking for last minute Christmas gifts for people, make sure you check out the Generation S merch store. We got some great shirts on there and some, some great designs. So make sure you check that out. The link, of course, at the bottom of the episode description here on your podcast platform of choice and at the very least if you're not going to buy some merch totally cool totally get it uh tell a friend about the podcast i say it all the time lou you've told people about the podcast right i know you're spreading i met i met somebody online with a a meet and greet of a power ranger and they recognized we were talking master morpher and I said I, I did a podcast about it, and the guy goes, uh, were you the guy that said Billy built it? I go, you just say that to be nice. He's like, no, and he pulled up the uh, the video. You know, if you watch the YouTube video already, you had like that red bar at the bottom, and it went all the way across, and I'm like, holy crap, the guy actually did watch it. So yeah, I spread yeah. the word, and I, I appreciate you folks listening. Yes, it's kind of cool, right? You know, when it people is. like listen that you don't know listen, you know what I mean? So... Anyway, guys, happy new year, happy holidays, um, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, and uh, I hope you had a good 2023. I can't wait to see you guys or talk to you guys in 2024. So with that, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.